Hi, everybody, and today on our podcast episode, we're going to talk a little bit about traditional marketing. We'll talk direct mail today. So if you have any interest, please stick around. You own a pest control company, and marketing and advertising ain't what it used to be. Just so you know, software and millennials are not the answer. This is the Pest Control Marketing Domination Podcast. Our passion is to teach you online and digital marketing without all the techno babble. Oh, it still takes hard work, sales, and a sprinkle of tech, but we'll teach you how to do it in simple terms. Let's do this. Let's get on with the show. This is the Pest Control Marketing Domination Podcast, and this is your host, Casey Lewis. Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome once again to another episode of the Pest Control Marketing Domination Podcast. My name is Casey Lewis, I'll be your host today, and I'll just let you know if I sound like I'm talking through my nose or I sound a little bit funny, I I just got or am getting over a cold, sort of a summer cold here, and the there's really no I don't understand it. The weather here we're in Las Vegas is wonderful. Matter of fact, we're having a really mild start to the summer. Been days have been in the eighties, slight little breeze, uh birds are chirping, life is good. And I hope everything's good wherever you happen to find yourself on today is just a, actually a glorious Sunday morning. And we find ourselves here in the middle of the year, we're right smack dab in the middle of it. We just crossed over into June. That puts us into the second half of the year. That puts us into the height of our pest control season. That means life is good. And I hope it is where you are. And I hope that we can look at these discussions from a positive point of view. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, as you know, what we're all about here is trying to find individual pest control owners that really want to get it together in their market, get out there and dominate, and become the best pest control company in that market, and all of the things that that entails. So what prompted this today is there is becoming a bigger and bigger frustration in the marketplace and again, this is a lot of our clients and just generally speaking, with the cost of advertising. And of course, Google's uh, first and foremost with that, with Google, most of our clients that we work with, Google advertising is going to revolve around Google local services ads, which most of you know I've been very high on, and then Google pay-per-click, which is um, the next uh, the next and somewhat different kind of advertising with Google. But as I've always said to all of you uh, who've listened or paid any attention with advertising and marketing, what it's really about is making money, getting a return, you know, again, trading a dime for a quarter. And if you're not getting that, if you're not getting a return, if every time you step into the arena of uh, of doing some paid advertising, 
and you're terrified because you look at it as just money being spent with nothing coming back, then don't do that. Just don't do that to yourself. Save the money. Um, you know, get a guy to stand on a hot dog suit on the corner or something, but don't put yourself through that. And when we talk about advertising, as I've always said, and will continue to say, if you want to relieve yourself of some of the anxiety of advertising before you start any campaign with any medium, have a goal in mind, have a cost per lead in mind and a way to determine what did every lead cost you. And that cost takes into consideration everything. So the the advertising itself, any people associated with it, the expense for them, the marketing company, if you're doing any design work, everything is what the actual campaign costs you. And the return is going to be measured against that. And the return is going to be measured purely and simply on how much money did we sell? How many dead presidents did we collect? Was it a profitable adventure? So that's just so you know where I'm coming from. We don't um, like to get in this game where we're going to profess to be gurus and experts and have some secret sauce recipe that nobody else knows about. Uh, that's balderdash and those people that, that get themselves into that situation uh, where they're trying to sell one little thing and that they're the expert on it in the whole world and it's the only thing worth doing. Just get away from people like that. What you want for your pest control company, your wildlife company, or any home service business company for that matter, is you want over a period of time to be able to diversify your marketing and advertising efforts so you're getting a little bit coming in from everywhere. And all of that is profitable. None of it is just raw cost you're doing for vanity, okay? Uh, you know, none of us are Budweiser here. We don't have the budget to be able to do things just to have fun and set a brand up. That's that's not what we're about. What we're about here is finding consumers that have a specific need. In our case, it's pest control. And then being able to determine what their pain points or their issues or their uh, problem is providing a good, solid uh, solution to that, and then providing, after the fact, fantastic customer experience to them so they remember it, they stay with us, we retain them long-term, and then they tell their friends and their family members who they're doing business with and what a wonderful company it is, etc. That's where we're at. So, so Google... And it's really strange because I have been a little bit of a pimp for Google local service ads. And I have a few of my own clients that we are working with here. They're getting a little frustrated with Google local service ads. And unfortunately, through the years, I've seen this with Google. Whenever they get seem to get something that's really good, that's working really well, that sometimes is maybe even outperforming their pay-per-click and, and, and other items they have, that they screw it up. And I hope they don't do that with local service ads. It's been a wonderful place where you could set up an advertising campaign. You get a dashboard, you get records of the messages, you get recordings of the phone calls, and you're able to really track it through and see exactly what am I paying per lead how many of those am I booking? How much revenue am I booking? What's my closing 
rate and percentage, and then they would even turn around and let you appeal off the costs of some of those. Now, some of the complaints I'm getting are ranging from, well, we're so competitive with Google local services ads in our market that my ads hardly show up anymore, which is obviously a problem, to at I'm getting all these calls for wilderness and we don't provide wilderness. I um, seem to be getting fewer and fewer authors or approved appeals or disputes. And so now my costs per leads are going up because they're not taking off the, the uh, bum calls that they used to. So I will continue to report to you on that because that's, that's troubling to me because I've, up to this point, really loved the Google Local Services Ads program. So I hope Google doesn't mess it up and uh, ruin it. And then I have to take back my so sort of endorsement on that product in the future. And then get Google Pay-Per-Click has always revolved around a, a really primary metric to me. And that metric has always been how many clicks does it take to get a lead? And that's a variable that's sometimes hard to figure out, it takes a little bit of time, and unfortunately, you spend a lot of money just to figure that out. But that seems to be just getting tougher and tougher and tougher. It used to be, you know, three to five clicks for a lead. Then it was five to six, now it's getting in the area seven to eight, and at the same time that that's happening, so it's taking more clicks to get a lead, and a lead's not a sale, a lead's just that, a lead, this cost of the actual clicks just continues to escalate little by little by little as it continues to approach $10 and beyond in most markets. Now, we can get some campaigns together to try to drive that average cost per click down uh, by having other target pest keywords that are going to be less. But in reality, the primary prominent keywords that revolve around pest control and exterminator are still continuing to escalate beyond $10. Well, when you start talking about a $10 click, and then you talk about needing maybe six or seven to get one lead, and you're talking about $70 plus lead costs, you can see where people are starting to say, hey, um, we're getting now to the point where it's really not a great deal and it opens up avenues to lots of other things, which will lead me into the conversation I want to have here today, which is talking about uh, direct mail. And, you know, before you poo-poo it or roll your eyes, uh, direct mail is not dead. And the issue with direct mail has and always was through the years the cost, just it, it would cost so much to get out direct mail and direct mail, just uh, by virtue of what it is, has a small return. So if you're going to get a small return, you got to get the cost down so you can make a profit. And that's going to lead me into a discussion to something I would sort of equate to my feelings with Google local services ads being a pretty cool product to the United States Postal Service has a product that's called Every Door Direct Mail, or EDDM for short. 
And I'll talk to you a little bit about our experience here with Every Door Direct Mail. But I'm starting to feel pretty darn good about this. And I thought I would share it with you. And it's something, again, in in our efforts here to try to provide you things you could go do, try, find out, instead of just listen to and and, and never do anything. We, we want to you for you to be uh, proactive in your advertising and marketing. Go do something. Go find something that works. Go spend a lot of money on it, make a lot of money on it, and get a lot of new customers. That's really what, what we'd love to see happen. Now, let's talk a little bit then about Every Door Direct Mail. So how does it work? How much does it cost? What could you expect in terms of a return on your investment when you're talking about direct mail? And and I'll give you some of my pros and then maybe a con or two. But my pros, what I really like about it. So I can go on to, and I'm talking, this is you now. I can go on to the United States Postal Service and set up an account in my business name. I can put my credit card in there and I'm now ready to go and ready to go. What does that mean? Well, what it means is I can go into the United States Postal Service's website and I can go into the postal carrier's routes. So I can go select neighborhoods and areas that I would really like to get my message to and maybe build a route and and get some um, some customers calling me from. And I can literally go in there, I can click on them, and it will show me how many businesses and residents are in this this route. And I can click through it, and I can select it so I get it up to the number of pieces I want to put out. And the the maximum number you can do using just the regular retail one, you can you can get a bulk mail one, but just the regular one, what we're talking about today, can get you up to 5,000 pieces of mail delivered each day. And again, it's very cool because what happens is, <coughs> sorry about that, the, the postal carrier is going to go literally door to door and just drop off your piece everywhere, everywhere he or she is delivering mail on this particular day, and you're going to get it in front of everyone. And so the pros are, to me, the biggest pro is I can just select neighborhoods. Uh, Maybe um, if I'm looking, let's just say I'm looking for higher revenue homes uh, in a nicer side of town that I know that they have without any question, the disposable income to pay for pest control. You know, if they, you know, to pay 40, 50 bucks a month isn't going to be an issue. And primarily what it's going to be all about is providing great service. And so I want, I want to break into that area. And I can do that by getting this piece of mail in front of every homeowner and business owner that's in that particular area. That's, that's a, a big pro. Another pro (coughs) that's a, Sorry, I may have to take a break and go get a glass of water here in a minute. But but another great big pro is also that I can um, 
target the days of the week I want it to go. So if I want it to show up on weekends where it's maybe going to get a little better use in a, in a consumer's home or better opportunity, I should say, to get looked at. And um, I can design this thing to look any way I want. But a huge pro that used to be a con with mail is the cost per piece. And I'm, I'm going to break down. We just did a campaign for a client. And I'll break down some of those numbers for you. Uh, so you can just get an idea what what it was worth, what it cost, what the ordeal was to get it done. But again, when you're talking about pennies to deliver per piece, even though we know we're looking for a return somewhere between a point and a half and three percent, um, and that's a good return. Don't I know that means it's ninety percent, you know, ninety-seven percent goes out the window, but that's that's direct mail, folks. Um, but again, that that's a big pro that you can get it out there and get it out there for a relatively cheap price. You can get it printed pretty inexpensively today by going through things like Vistaprint. So from a, just an overall cost perspective, it's now in the game. And certainly when you look at, uh, you know, comparing it to things like Google, which it's not a straight up comparison, one's outbound, one's inbound, but... It's, it's uh, I think, a, a pretty good opportunity for a pest control owner in a given market to go out and really get his name out there, get the word out, and get some customers. Anyway, and the con side. So the con side to me, the only con that I've found in us dealing with this is the fact that you're dealing with a government entity, in this case, the U.S. Post Office. So everything is a pain in the ass. You know, everything, they've got a special rule. There's a special form. There's a special process. There's a special this, that, and the other. So just in terms of the first time or two you do it, you're just going to be frustrated. And it is it is what it is, guys. It's the government. So, uh, but... Who else are you going to get to go out and hand deliver this to everybody's door in that in that given market? So there's that's the trade off. Well, let's let's just talk a little bit here in general terms about mail marketing, sort of old fashioned outbound traditional marketing advertising. Versus new, cool, digital, online, inbound marketing. And, you know, I, I listen to some of these podcasts and everybody's so firm on everything. But as is the case with most of the young people out there today doing know-it-all podcasts and, and influencing... They've not done all of the things that they talk about. They have done a few things. And they think the thing they know the most about is the thing everybody should be doing to the exclusion of everything else. One of the benefits I have, being an old guy, is I I was doing this in a time there was no Google, there were no smartphones, there was no social media, there was nothing. 
there was direct mail, there was the yellow pages, there was the newspaper. You know, you maybe if you were really aggressive, you might get a billboard. If you're in a smaller market, you might get a, a local radio ad. But for the most part, that's all there was. And all of it, the traditional side was referred to as outbound, except the yellow pages. And outbound meant, in, you know, in today's day and age, I mean, all it means is you're going out in a creative way into the marketplace to say, hey, look at me, I'm over here. Because they're not necessarily in a place where they're looking for you or pest control. So you're out there in your hot dog costume on the corner, jumping up and down, trying to bring attention to the fact that you've got a special deal going on pest control. So you're going out. It's referred to, again, many times as the megaphone effect. I'm, I'm yelling. I'm trying to attract attention. I'm, I'm over here. Look at me. And that's as opposed to what we have today with digital and online, which is inbound, which is the reverse, which is, again, the modern-day yellow pages. And that is, hey, I, I, I see a cockroach in my kitchen. I'm going to go wherever I need to to go find a pest control guy like right now. And that, again, for the vast majority of those kinds of, ser of searches and inquiries, you're going to go to Google. You might go to social media. You might end up, once you're on Google, on a directory listing like Yelp or, or yellowpage.com or, or one of these others. But that's sort of the difference. The difference being, I'm going out to you. I want to land in your mailbox, and I'm going to be on your kitchen counter, and I'm going to hope like hell that you happen to be thinking about getting a pest control company, haven't done it yet, or maybe you're unhappy with yours, and you see my my, my beautiful, compelling, um, full-color flyer there, and you say, hey, look, honey, let's let's give these guys a call. And that, that's that's the give or take in it. I mean, that's that's what we're doing, right? We're trying to tell everybody out there, we are here. And whether you're looking for us, coming inbound, and us can be generic in terms, a pest control company, or whether we're trying to get out in front of you via a door hanger, a door knocker, a piece of direct mail, a billboard on the side of the highway, we're trying to say to you, hey, if you ever need pest control or you don't like the guys you're dealing with, we're here. So anyway, I just wanted to lay out the foundation a little bit there. So let's say, okay, let's go do some direct mail. This sounds interesting and it's easier than trying to do door hangers and getting kicked out of neighborhoods or can't get inside a gated community or all of this kind of stuff. We can bypass all that with this direct mail. So let's talk a little bit about the direct mail, what you would have to do. And direct mail, again, you're looking for a response of somewhere in the neighborhood of a point and a half to 3%. 3% would be an outstanding campaign. A point and a half would be, you know, minimally successful. It would still be successful in most cases, but that's about the bottom line of where you want to get. You want to do better than that. <clears throat> and then the question becomes, and we won't really tackle it today, 
you know, what can I expect with a one-time drop? Should I drop it in a neighborhood several times throughout the course of the summer? You know, how do I do that? And so where do we start? We're going to do this. We're going to get this started. So I'm going to go online. I'm going to go, I'm going to set up an account with the United States Postal Service with their EDDM program, which stands for Every Door Direct Mail. I'll go ahead and set that all up, and I'm going to just go have some fun and look around. I'm going to go through my area. I'm going to look at what the postal routes are, how many, you know, they deliver to, which neighborhoods I would want to stay out of, which ones I definitely want to get into. And I'm going to come up with a number says, uh, to do this, I'm going to probably need, and I'm going to just make up some numbers off a campaign that we just did so we could use that for example's sake. And let's say you come up with, well, I'm going to do about 2,000 households and businesses in this particular area. And so that's, that's what I want to do. Okay. What do I need to do now? What, what's the first thing I have to do? Well, the first thing you have to do is you have to create a flyer. And in, the, in our case, in the example case that I'm going to use today, we went the extreme route. You don't have to do the extreme route. You can do it a little bit less. But it wasn't that big a difference in terms of cost. And extreme meant we did a full 8.5 by 11 flyer in full color on two sides. So in our case, one side was completely um, set up for pigeon work and solar panel protection. And then the other side was set up almost exclusively for general pest control, our three primary uh, residential pest control programs, a lot of good content about who we were, what we do, why to do business with us, a good QR code, a tracked phone number, several different call to actions with promotional um, money-saving deals to call now. So, you know, so you have to get that done. And then when you do that, Again, it's the post office. There are a couple of, of must-dos. One is you have to create this little, it's a little, it's a, a half inch by half inch box that has some special mailer information in there that gets printed on your document that you have to have in order to just go drop them off and get them delivered. And then it has to be on a very specific paper and paper weight. So those are the things that are real, real important. And we uh, were very careful with that when we first started. And then you can go to, over to the post office. You can talk to, they usually have a representative there. And he or she will really sort of step walk you through the steps. So now, but we get this done. And... If you don't have anybody to do this, give me a call. We'll help you. But by all means, by all means, do not do this if you're going to try to save money and penny pinch on your design. 
it, it's don't save money on that. Do some this wait. Save a little more money. Do something. You want an outstanding flyer or mailer piece delivered to these homes. You don't want something that looks like it's Fast Eddie's pest control that was designed by his his you know niece that's in you know taking a design course at the local high school and has typos and just don't just don't 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 that's like you know sending your technician out there with his belly and his butt hanging out it's just not a good impression so i hope i made my point <laughs> excuse me <clears throat> i hope i made my point there we're not saving money on the mailer <clears throat> And then you get this mailer, right? So you get this thing done. It's delivered. It's in your garage. It's on your coffee table, whatever. And you're ready to go. The next thing you do is you then go and set up the campaign online. You put in your credit card in there. And when you're ready to run it, so you know what day you're going to drop it off at the post office. And that's important because you put that information in there. You will then... Process that sale to the post office. And what that sale will do, it will break down the areas that you've chosen into the actual route numbers. So, for example, the one we did was broken into three route numbers. And then, based on how many pieces of mail are going to get dropped off in each route, it then gave me access to these things called facing slips. And it would print out a facing slip with the appropriate number so I could then take and bundle each one of these into 100 pieces of mail and rubber band it together with one of these facing slips for every... um, for each route and the numbers. So for example, let me see here. I'll just look at one. So one of these routes, we had eight facing slips because we had 788 pieces of mail going out in this one route. So we had to have eight packages. So it was seven packages of 100 And then the last one had, I think, 88, the remainder. And you put those all in a little bundle. Or excuse me, in this case, it would be eight bundles. And wrap them with a rubber band. And you do that to each one. And then you go deliver it to the post office. And they have a guy there. And he accepts it. And they give you a little um, receipt with a barcode. And then, again, it's the post office. So then it takes sometimes seven or eight or nine days before they actually go deliver it into the marketplace. Um, And that is really how you do it. So you create your mailer, you create your campaign, you print out your facing slips, you bundle them up, you put them in your truck or your car, and you take them over to the post office, you give them to them, and they go deliver them. And... Again, I think that's pretty cool. It's pretty slick. So let's talk a little bit about money. All right, that's great. 
Let's go do a mailer. Let's see what happens. So in our case, here's, and these would be the costs that you would pass on. So the first cost for this campaign was about $900 to have the actual ad created. And this, again, was a very, very nice, very professional ad. You can get it done for 50 bucks probably, but you're gonna, it's going to look like a $50 mailer. So that's up to you. So that's your cosmetic cost. And I can tell you, probably, depending on the size of the document you're doing, you're going to pay somewhere between 500 and 1000 if you're getting it done by someone that knows what they're doing and can give you a good high-quality print-type document. And then we looked at, let me look here. Then you're going to take that, and what we did is we took it to Vistaprint. Vistaprint's probably about as inexpensive as you're going to get for decent printing. We printed, in our case, we did 2,000 mailers. So we printed out 2,000 copies and it was right at $400, so about 20 cents a piece. And we, with the post office, we actually did a campaign that came out to 2,060 pieces. And they charged us $389.35 for the postage, which again is about 19 cents a piece. That's, guys, that's pretty good. That's less than the cost of a stamp. So that's what, what I was talking about earlier about a pro. That's a pretty good deal. So when we look at this, if you really look at our overall cost on this, so we go 400, just say four and four is eight, and then eight on the actual design is $1,600. That's lock, stock, and barrel. So that's design, printed, Bundled, delivered to the post office, delivered to the people's homes. Okay. And then you say, okay, well, what kind of a return did we get? Well, we actually did, the return on this was pretty much right on the button. We sold out of this particular campaign 41. And that is just almost exactly 2%. Uh, it's, it's actually a smidgen above. But 41 and then our average sale was $400. So in this case, they looked at selling about $16,000, a little more than that. And once again, it's pest control. So some of that, if they're bird jobs, are going to maybe be more than the 400 and you're going to get cash on the barrel. Our recurring residential consumers are going to be paying, um, depending on whether they go monthly, bi-monthly, or quarterly, over the course of a year. So you're not necessarily getting that 16400 in a lump sum cash payment. It's going to come in over time, but you did sell that. And when I look at that, even if we had done half of that, it still was worth doing, and it's still um, something that we are looking into doing more frequently with some of our customers but as always, with our customers, what I'll say, you can't go in tippy-toeing, nervous, wringing your hands because you're, oh my God. You're, you're looking at this 
as an investment, an opportunity, an experiment, and you want to find out in your marketplace, can we get a decent return? And what I just explained to you here, it's probably going to cost you, let's just say 2000 to 2500 to really go find out if you can get going in this market um, and with this particular medium. And again, I, we, we don't have any real vested interest here. I'm not getting a promotional fee by the post office. There's nothing for me in this other than my help, or excuse me, my hope and my desire that we're able to help our pest control community, our partners out there to spread their advertising spend, their marketing spend around and try new areas and find ways to make money. And as we become more and more Google challenged and as Google gets more and more greedy with the amount of money they're charging the regular Joes out there in the marketplace, we may need to start looking at some other ways of doing this. And maybe the post office is is putting something out there in front of Google that says, you know, we can do this too. So I that's really all I wanted to talk about today. I didn't have a whole lot to say. I told you I'm feeling down. I hope I didn't sound too funny on this, but what I really want to get out there is the idea there's other um, ways that you can market, some of the more traditional ways. They're not um, uncool. There's nothing wrong with um, finding a new way to find new customers if some of the online and digital ways are getting too clogged up, and we're here to help you with that. We're here to um, work with you, test things out, try things out. But as always, if this sounds great, right? I just kind of outlined for you a pretty cool <coughs> project here that you could put in play next week and go find out what you can do in your marketplace there. Nothing ventured, nothing gained, right? Are you going to do something? Are you just going to listen to this? Are you going to just laugh it off? Are you going to say, oh, that's never going to work? Or are you going to go try to grow your business and find out if there's a better way to do it? As always, my name's Casey Lewis. I'm talking to you out of Las Vegas, Nevada. This is the Pest Control Marketing Domination Podcast. God bless you all, and I'll talk to you on the next episode. You've been listening to the Pest Control Marketing Domination Podcast. If you own a pest control company anywhere in the country, by using our services, we will help you grow and prosper. Casey has 30 years in marketing and advertising under his belt. He managed and oversaw a sales force of 4,000 inside and outside sales reps tasked to work with every pest control owner in the USA. Thanks for listening to the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Rhino Digital Media. Let us take your digital marketing to the next level. See you next time on the Pest Control Marketing Domination Podcast.